Hey, Warriors, you are listening to the Move Forward Podcast. My name is Michelle Wolf, and today's guest is my co-host, Dana Ruby Martin. Dana is a spiritual goddess, I tell you, and she's sharing how she protects her energies and mindset in today's episode, and I am definitely going to be adding this practice into more of my every day. Now, if you enjoy these episodes, we ask that you leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also leave us a question while you're there. So leave us a review and then also add in your question down below for Dana and I that we can answer on a future episode. Also, I want to mention, if you haven't yet already, head on over to Revival by Martin & Co. and check out Dana's beautiful watch business. They have these stunning wood watches and golden bangles with affirmations, the perfect gift for someone that you love or for yourself. We all deserve a little something beautiful every once in a while, right? When shopping, use the code MOVE15, and that's M-U-V-E-1-5. When shopping at RevivalByMartinAndCo.com. Now, let's get to today's episode with Dana and myself. Here we go. No, I have made a very intentional decision that my wheelhouse, my passion, my talents that are God-given or that are wired within me involve creating imagery, connections with people, uplifting people, helping people, healing, studying, these types of things. And so social media doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve me to scroll. It, it really um, puts my brain on autopilot. And I've always been very strict in terms of social media boundaries. You know, I've never really scrolled. No. Yeah. But usually that, I send you a message and I'm like, I know you're not going to get this. I'll tell you. Yeah. I'm- text you instead. Exactly. (laughs) Because chances are I won't be checking like, and then I'm intentional. I do check my DMs, but I set specific times. But up until recently, I've literally been putting my closet or putting my phone in my closet at six o'clock because that's usually when dinner starts and not picking it up again until well after my meditation the next day. And I've noticed that because that's how you like respond, like there is definitely, which is beautiful. Like, I think like I have actually recognized it and I, um, I've been a lot more intentional about who I follow and what I'm following. So that's, that's been major, but I, there's something said when you're building something right now, I'm in the middle of building something and creating something. And I've even had, um, an employee that won't be working with me any longer. So a lot of that gets put on me. And it's like, yeah, I just don't have the time to do the social media. So I think I need to listen. Okay. Tell us again. So do you scroll at all? So this is what happens and our phones are designed for this to happen. When we open our Instagram, if it is on our phone, we're going to be in our feed and see things, even if it was unintentional, because it's based on like an algorithm that we don't even really understand. So sometimes things may show up in our search field, for example, that we would never search. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it might not be something that you wanted to consume because this is the highest form of consumption right now is through social media. And so, um, Yeah, I've just been trying to be very mindful to be like, don't go into the search engine. If I have an intention or an action, say it's posting, I'm going to post and then I'm not going to check it. 
or I'll give myself a half hour to respond to the first couple of people who may make a comment and then it's done. It's shut down after a half hour. Mm -hmm. And during that half hour period, I don't allow myself to scroll. What I do is I go into my DMs because these are the people that I have strong relationships with and I'll click on each of their profiles to see what's right. going on and if I can if I can encourage them or motivate them or share in their excitement those are the people that I want to share in their excitement with. Yeah. So I've been doing that for the month of January and that being said, I've been doing a lot of behind the scenes creation which requires me to like be an Instagram but be on like creating stories or reels or what have you and just not allowing myself to come off of that and start scrolling. Yeah because that is just a waste of my time and energy and it puts me into autopilot. So then I'm not able to be creative. I'm not able to get inspiration from within. I'm getting into the loop of like, whether I know it or not, there's a level of comparison going on and then there's a level of judgment and then there's a level of, oh my gosh, maybe I should be doing that. And then there's that whole waste of energy on second guessing what you've already done. So mm -hmm. I just decided in January, that doesn't serve me. It is what it is. I'm going to attract what I may. I just have to stay true to me. And so part of that has been really scaling back on how, how often I actually have my phone nearby. Mm -hmm. Like it's physically not near me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the other day, okay. So we had a big snowfall and with the snow, I built this huge snow pile because my dad used to blow snow and build us this huge snow pile. So I just like, you know, you do what you've had when you were younger Yeah, and it wasn't the greatest snow yet. So then we had another, or like we would like fall in, like it wasn't, it wasn't strong enough. So we do powdery. Till, we, yeah, it was too powdery. We waited till it got harder and then we got a no, another snowfall. And then anyways, long story short, we go down the hill and I've got my camera. Cause Sarah's like, you have to record it. This is hilarious. I'm going down backwards to make a trail. <laughs> yeah. And later that night I can't charge it. Cause there's water in my phone. Oh my gosh. Right. So overnight I had to keep it in, in rice. Right. And I never had my phone when I went to bed. I never checked social media. I never had an alarm on my phone. I never woke up looking at my social media and I was like, something feels different and I kind of like it. Of course. <laughs> 100%. I love that story. Mm -hmm. So I have always been in the camp. So very early on when phones came out, I mean, gosh, how old would I have been? Maybe late 20s or 30s. I got my first cell phone and it was like one of those flip phones, <laughs> you know, that had the little digital screen and, and whatnot. And then Anyways, very early on, I made the decision that my phone was never going to be at my bedside table. I was never going to sleep with my phone. And what and was so, your intention then as a little, as a younger girl? As a younger girl, I think, well, I had these like conspiracies that, you know, there would be potentially someone could be watching what you're doing in your bedroom. And I didn't like that concept. And, and not that I bought into all that, but there was a part of me that was like, yeah, this makes sense. I'm not ever sleeping with a computer or anything that has access to me. This yeah. is my privacy. And, and so I just never, ever allowed myself to sleep with the phone, which now, uh, I'm so grateful because I just never have had that habit of having my phone near me. I never would scroll at night or first thing in the morning. It would just never occur to me to do that because my phone is never near me mm -hmm. in those hours. Mm -hmm. So it's just not accessible. 
You want to hear something a little creepy? Please. Somebody Maybe. in our high, some, a neighbor or somebody in our high school, they actually dated somebody that snuck into their computer to be able to see them in their bedroom. So it, it's, it's very possible. So well done for keeping that. And thank goodness too, because like you think of it like this, like, well, and I mean, as parents, I'm very, very cautious in terms of like sexual predators. Yes. And so if we're going to be cautious about the strangers outside, like, come on, if you're going to let your kids sleep with their devices, there's like the entire world of sex offenders available to see your children through their device. Mm-hmm. Like it wigs me out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. I'm not sure if I articulated that well enough, but it is possible. It is totally plausible that somebody could be watching your 10 year old daughter while she sleeps or does her own private things. And that is, I'm not okay with that. Like I won't allow that. Yep. So no phones, no devices in the room. No, no. No, no, none. No, love it. I love it. Anyways, I don't totally stop it. No, it's good. It helps inspire people. Here we are. When When you share this stuff, and when I see your beautiful background and your layout of things that you have done and creative and and whatnot, it's just it like little things like that inspire me. Um, because you know, I I'm creating as well. And as are so many people who are listening to this. And so it's nice to have those little reminders and tips of like, yeah, maybe I should set the phone down a little bit. And even Sarah said it the other day, she's like, this is you. When I ask you a question one second. And I was like, I never, I think I've done it like twice because I don't have my phone around her very often, but she remembered those two times. Oh my gosh. I know it's so true. And I'm like, are you kidding me, girl? Like I, and Ruby said something similar to me too. And I was like, hold on a second. I like literally will like go into the bathroom and shut the door. If I need to do my, like, whatever it is, 30 minutes of replying, because I don't want to be multitasking if she had something important for me to say and you're right the one time I'm out in the living room it's like yeah you're always on your phone yeah whoa what no like I'm so cautious to not be yeah yeah (laughs) but that's what they think and they and you hear it too so that's yeah they notice that you're not looking at them like you would normally so exactly fair okay girl we have a question let's answer this question yes okay in a world that has become so divided families fighting, friendships lost, employees fired. How do you stand true to your point of view, especially when it's consistently being questioned? Ooh. Mm-hmm. So how like- do you stand true to your point of view? Or I guess anything in life, right? That can have to do with so many different things. Yeah. Do you have any Well, the first thing that comes to me is when I have like a really deep knowing that something is true to me, I don't feel the need to defend it. Yep. Me too. So I just, those conversations fall off because I'm, I'm really not out to defend my opinion on anything. It just is what it is. And I'm okay with anybody else's opinion, whatever resonates or rings true for them is their business. And what rings true to me is mine. And that's that Mm -hmm. I don't engage in it. Yeah. And I think after time, like, cause like, I'd have to say in the past, maybe I did a bit more when I was younger, a little bit more, but when like, as I'm getting older 
and, and, and people in my life are understanding that that's how I work. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to engage if there's going to be that resistance and, or anger or anything judgment of any sort, they learn, they learn that like, they don't need to retaliate back at you and that there there's no point treating you that way or talking to you that way, or giving you that opinion because you don't, you don't need it. You don't care, (laughs) you know? Absolutely. So I think the more you take time to really get to know yourself and your own nuances and intricacies and belief systems that are serving you and belief systems that are no longer serving you, once you really get a handle on that and on yourself, all need to defend anything to do with your decisions, actions, words, uh, choice of entertainment, whatever. It just becomes nothing. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. So that that is how I would answer that question. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tricky when you're first starting out, I think. But staying true to that and learning how to be like listening yeah. to your inner self is so beautiful. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of work you can do around that because when you're not listening to yourself and your truth and you're listening to all these other people and, and such circumstances coming in, um, there's like something that eats up inside of you, something that doesn't feel right when you're not able to speak your truth and, and live your life authentically, um, that leads to a lot of problems. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, and that's not to say that you come to this place where all is peaceful and all is Zen No, because we're ever expanding and we're ever growing. And so we are going to have situations that trigger us or make us feel that we need to like speak or stand up or defend or however that may be. It's just then done in a different way and on a different, uh, you start to communicate things a little bit differently than what you would have prior to really understanding your position. Um, And, and that evolves and it's a day to day decision to be like, you know, I'm going to honor what I need to do for me today. That doesn't mean I'm going to be an asshole to everybody else who crosses my boundaries. It doesn't mean that at all. (laughs) Right. Right. Unless I'm BMSing because that might happen. Right. And if that does, (laughs) that's okay too. But (laughs) You will get to a place where you realize that that in of itself doesn't serve you either. Like mm-hmm. having your boundaries is one thing, but understanding that there needs to be a bit of flexibility within those boundaries, or you're not going to have an opportunity to expand into a new arena. So those boundaries are constantly shifting and whatever served you last week, last hour, five minutes ago may not be where you are now, just depending on what your participation in that like evolution is. Does that make sense? Yes. And it's reminding me, I'm going to share a story. Okay, please do. Last night I had acupuncture. So I set up my evening. I know I've been really trying to like take care of myself. So I set up my evening so that I can go early. I like to, in Toronto with traffic, I like to take my time and get there early, not have to rush or hustle. If if there's anything, traffic, anything, I get there on time. And I had to ask Neil to pick up Sarah from school. School's not very far from here. And and, And he, yeah, for sure, no problem. And at the very last second, he says, can't you just go pick her up and then just drop her off? 
And the reason why I had asked her was asked him was because I don't want mom guilt. I don't want to be like, okay, now see ya, you know, just drop her off. And now I got to go. She's going to be sad. She wants me to stay. You know, there's, there's reasons why I ask my asks, but I'm not very good at saying no. I'm, I shouldn't say that I am learning and being more intentional about how to say no. But in that moment, I got reactive and I like slammed the door and I was like, stand my ground. Why am I doing this? And I went to school and I went to pick her up and I was like, and I was like, why am I doing this? I was like, this isn't how I want to react. I don't want to, I don't want to be reactive. You know, I want to, I wanted to be able to say no, but I didn't know how to in the moment. It's like, sometimes you just get caught off guard and you're like, wait a second. If I just like stepped for a second back. Yeah. I just said, you know what? I'd really appreciate it if you just did this for me. So no, I'm not going to, it would have been completely fine. (laughs) Absolutely. I know. Right. Right. Yes. You would have been like, like, okay, totally. No problem. Yeah. So do you think that because we're in such a like high paced achievement driven kind of society that sometimes we don't give ourselves the minute to be like, just a second. I, I actually, I'm not sure that I can do that. Like, let me think about this for one minute. Yes. Actually, I really would appreciate if you would do it. You know what I mean? But we're just so quick to respond. Like, and I'm going to bring this back to social media. I really feel, and I might butcher this. I might not articulate it quite as eloquently as it could. If I like had a moment to like sit with it, you're going to do great. But (laughs) social media gives us and our phones, not just social media. Let's talk about apps. Let's talk about having our email so accessible. Let's talk about all the accessibility within our phones, instant gratification with everything we do. It takes Mm -hmm. a split second to hit on email, split second to reply. Oh, then I'm over here and I'm looking at this app. Oh, this app is telling me it's time to breathe, breathe. Then I'm going over here and I'm seeing, oh, there's my feed. I have to post that today. Yep. That got scheduled. That was great. Done. And we're on this like train of, Mm -hmm. This is not real life. This mm-hmm. has no room for any creativity, any inspiration. This, my friends, is autopilot. And we're getting really good at it. And I don't buy into this any longer. I don't want to be on autopilot. I want to have the freedom of just being like, I'm just sitting here. Mm. And that's what I'm doing. For no agenda. So... I feel like it's leaking into our lives where now we feel the need to respond really quickly to people and react or sorry, not respond. We feel like we need to react to people really quickly before we get a chance to respond. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we're becoming more and more conditioned through our phones potentially because of all that instant gratification, all that instantaneous productivity that we're able to do. It's carrying over into our real tangible lives. Maybe, I don't know. No, girl, you are on to something. <laughs> I'm going to lock this away. I'm going to make some serious, I'm going to make some serious boundaries around this. Like you've inspired me. I've wanted to for a while. I'm really going to do it though. I'll keep you posted. Yeah. Fine. I think it's great. I think if everybody did it, there wouldn't be, we wouldn't feel like, I will say there are times where I'm like, oh gosh, because we've had some shifts with revival and we're going through transitions and I may need to carry the social media aspect for a certain amount of time. And I know how that felt when I was doing it before. And I don't want to feel like that. Mm-hmm. So come what may, I'm going to do what I can. I'm not going to like 
go down this loophole of you got to post three reels a day to trending music to grow your account. Well, you know what? Fuck that. Like, <laughs> pardon my language. I don't have the capacity to do that in a day, mm-hmm. nor the desire. I want to put out content that is meaningful for me and hopefully valuable for people who follow my revival account. And so, yeah, there may not be three reels a day coming out mm-hmm. <laughs> and so be it. I don't want three reels a day. I don't need no. to see that. <laughs> We're inundated as it is. And here's the thing. It is so ever evolving that like posting four reels this month might be a really great idea to, to grow our accounts, but you can be pretty sure that something is around the corner coming out that we're going to have to learn to do in order to keep our algorithm up. So like, good God, I just need a break from it all. And that's only, you're the one who's putting that stress on yourself, right? Not you necessarily, but us in general, we're putting this stress on ourselves and it's just not necessary. It's just not necessary. necessary. Right. And so I, I had to step back and be like, wait a second, that's what I'm supposed to be doing, but that doesn't feel good to me. So nah, I'm not yep. doing it right now. Maybe that'll feel good to me next week. Maybe next week I'll no. post three wheels a day. And if it feels good, great. Sometimes I do. And then the next right. day, yeah, it might and be like five days later. Nope. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. I think the key is if it feels good and it feels right to you, then you do it. Mm-hmm. If it brings you joy, but if you go to do it because you feel you have to, and you're not getting that joy or fulfillment, like I'm just going to hit the pause button then. Preach. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what? I finally got tarot cards. You did. Yeah. My friend sent them to me and they are so smack on. This week I had three, the, the same card, three different times that I've tried it in the last like seven days, three times I picked the exact same card. Isn't that amazing? It was, but like, and when I got it, I was like, oh, oh this is so good. I know this. Right? Oh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It was answering the question I had. So it was beautiful. Um, do you have your cards around yep. you? Shall we pull? Let's do it. Pull. Oh my gosh. I have so many stories about the universe sending me exquisite signs. <sighs> it's really cool, you know? I'm starting to read this book, Ask and It Is Given by Abraham Hicks. I'm on like chapter one. And I often like listening to her on YouTube. It's just so awesome. Like it's when you find something that resonates with you, every sentence you're like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, 100%. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I love when I get a book like that. So fun. So Circling that back to your cards, I think it's so awesome that you got the same card three times at each subsequent pull because it's one of those like, yep, yes, I know it. (laughs) And then there was one where I was like, I feel like I'm meant to have this card, but I'm being pulled to take the two. So I'm going to take the two. And it was in the two. And I was like, seriously? How is it happening? I'm I'm shuffling like you are. Like I'm shuffling. I'm going for it. (laughs) You're just listening, right? And so normally I don't shuffle. Normally I shuffle, I lay them all out and then I like feel my way over them. But for our podcast, we ain't got time for that. So I go straight to the gusto. (laughs) Got it. Okay. (laughs) Can you see this? Flexible. (laughs) How funny is this? 
And you definitely said that today during the podcast. You can handle it. Ready? Yep. Teachable open-mindedness, being adaptable without compromising what's important. A tree's roots are solidly planted in the ground, yet its branches can bend in a hurricane, whereas a rigid structure like a building would come crashing down. Consider how the tree remains supple and secure when everything around it may be in shambles. This is how you need to be now. Willing to learn new things, teachable, malleable, yet firmly grounded in who you are. Common sense is important, but so is an open mind. Stay curious, stay open, stay aware. At this time, others will be more flexible with you too. I can't even handle that. This is like (laughs) everything we were talking about, right? Like right even to our question, the question of how do you handle when your point of view is different from someone else's. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know what's A little bit malleable. And that's, that's, right? You don't need to- reassuring. It's not wrong. It's all good. Yeah, you don't need to defend your position. Just have a mindfulness of like curiosity towards why the other person may have their opinion and, and you may learn something. And maybe that conversation is coming up because there is something to be learned. Mm-hmm. Anyways, do you have a quote for us? I do. I do. Um, Walter Rathnew, Rathnew, I think that's how you pronounce it. And he says, truth is inner harmony. Oh. Mm-hmm. I want to put that up somewhere. Yeah, Although I'm pretty good at speaking my truth. Like I'm not someone that's has a tough time with that typically, but it's, it's, it's really good to remember that truth totally. is inner harmony. So good. Yep. Oh, All right, girlfriend. Good thank chat. You. Thank you. Such a great thank chat as always. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Mwah, mwah, mwah.